the disclaimer now yes because my dad has started actually no, i should probably play this first this is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and forced by parties in a legally recognized relationship wait what this is your disclaimer the hey phrase podcast may not be suitable for all years oh wait what i called my dad yesterday and he goes oh what's up sammy gay <laughs> yeah i love that your dad listens he's so sweet um i love that he listens but the problem is he then goes and tells my stepmother about it and <gasps> then she gets infuriated she does not think that the penis. Uh, she does not think the, the penis, penis exercise system. She does not think that it's funny. She thinks it's stupid. She doesn't understand. And by why the way, laugh. it's a personal exercise not, not involving, involving sweating. Sweat. Yes. yes. Okay. It's called you know the penis theory when exercising. Do that. It's my penis. new exercise. You know movement that I'm trying to start. She also doesn't think that our Trump hotel thing is funny. She thinks it's stupid. Oh, I have an update on that. So okay. she made sure to tell me that you know. You're stupid. The people that listen to you are stupid. This is a stupid idea. And I was like, okay, thank you. Your parents are haters. Your uh, stepmom and dad. I just don't. That's why I don't on. share it with them. Like, I know what they say. I was like, but here's the thing. I don't make this. Like, we don't do this because I'm trying to appeal to my mother. You know? That like, I'm not true. trying to appeal to my stepmother, my mother, and my father with this. So your dad calls you and, and he, he calls me calls Sammy, Sammy Gay. Gay. <laughs> and then my stepmother tells me how much. It was a great weekend. What can I say? Oh, my God. Well, I want to ask you what happened in your weekend. All right. Um, I'll tell you about my weekend and what happened after our kissing booth. You went and kissed more people? <laughs> I bet Dan was happy. <laughs> no. no, but there's a lot that I want to tell you about that's coming up in this show. First of all, we have an update on our Trump Hotel election night party that's going to be Animal House style. Okay, if you never Excellent. saw the movie Animal House, it was like just bat as crazy just like people throwing shit everywhere huge Mm -hmm. giant college party okay we're gonna have a live petting zoo we're gonna have a wall that's built we're gonna have immigrants so like they're gonna be trying to climb over the wall um you can also try if you're an american (laughs) citizen just in case you know exactly it's at the trump hotel suite and the the craziest asinine part about this story is this suite is thirty three thousand dollars a night okay it's absolutely crazy sixty three hundred square feet full gym 20 person dining room table by the way if you donate i think it's five hundred dollars you get a reserved piece of gym equipment which is fantastic because who doesn't want to work out there any (laughs) exactly so i'll give you an update we started a gofundme how is it going is it already a success or has not a soul donated and it's over today i'll give you an update on that okay Okay. so that's coming up also sammy apparently uh tells me over the weekend that he has a riddle for me to find out if in fact i'm sexist Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm Let me just say, guys. I can't wait to hear this. I can't wait to hear this. Sammy's got a riddle that he wants to tell me to find out if I'm sexist. And then on top of that, we're starting a new segment today on the show. And, you know, over the past couple of months, our podcast has has started or has been in existence for eight months. It started last December. But um, we've taken a look at some topics. One that comes to mind and one that really prompted this was a couple of, about a month ago, we did a topic on pit bulls and a woman named Barbara Kay who does not like pit bulls. She basically says that this breed brings up a lot of social issues and that's why people are very attached to the breed. But ultimately, these dogs were bred to kill and they're not a family pet. Also, that was her opinion. She's not related to me. There was a couple people that thought that she was related to me. Barbara K? Because they heard Sammy K and Barbara K and I was like, no, mine's an initial. That's her actual last name. <laughs> 
So. so anyhow, a lot of you guys are very outraged by the interview. You felt like we didn't show some other sides to the story. So today starts a new segment that we're going to do where we're going to take a look at different sides to a, a topic that you suggested or that we've always wondered about. And mm-hmm. today is single dads in America. Okay. Single dads anywhere. <laughs> single dads is pretty much anywhere, Sarah. Single dads anywhere. How do you get custody? Does it happen very often? Is it best for the child? And um, I'll share with you as we get to it something that's been happening behind the scenes in my family. And my brother is going to be on the show today with the first part of this segment. So we don't have a working title for it yet. Because every title we've thought of is pretty shitty. Well, I well, I'll tell you about. I liked the. I wanted to call it three sides because I feel like you there's three that was sides my to idea. every story. That was my idea. You had some stupid idea that was like that was- we should call it the inspirational threesome or something like that. <laughs> or like, didn't you call it like the? You call it like yeah, it wasn't like the inspiration the inspire or like uh like the inspirational menage a trois. Like well, it was something like that. That was just like okay, we can't call it that. I don't see what's wrong with that either. I, I like either three sides because this is going to look at a couple of different positions on a story <laughs> or inspirational message. Inspirational. Inspirational message. Uh, that's good. You know, it's that's what ins- this show is all about. It's all Entertaining about- and inspiring. Trump Hotel Rager, inspiration where it makes you think. Awesome. Da, da, da. So anyhow, that interview is coming up. Okay. Those three things I want to get to. Um, how was your weekend though? Um, I want to know what's going on in your life. Well, it depends. Did you want want me to talk about my theory that I told you about earlier, how I got stood up? Oh, you you were going to talk about that? I don't care. Yeah, I talk about everything else. Look, I've already talked about the girls from last week that clearly I shouldn't have talked about on the air because she never responded to my text. Okay? The one the hot girl hooked me up with? Oh, she didn't? Well, yeah, dude. The redhead that was hot. Okay, Sarah, don't talk about it. Thank you. Okay? This is why she's not responding to me, Sarah. I don't want to get a lawsuit, too. Well, anyways, I had another date this weekend, right? Someone's like, hey, yeah, I come in the city every once in a while. Next time in the city, I'll hit you up. We should go out for a drink. I was like, perfect. Hit her up on the day she's supposed to be there. It was Saturday. Okay. Okay. Nothing. And I okay. was like, solid move. I go ghost all the time. Can't hate on that. Okay. Well, then, like, you know, Saturday night goes by. Sunday goes by. Monday goes by. And now we're Tuesday, right? And we talk quite frequently how we tape at around 10 a.m., between 10 and noon on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Yeah, it's pretty consistent. It's pretty consistent. Boom, 9.45 a.m. Without a, without a blink. Ring! And it's a text saying, oh, hey, sorry, this is what happened, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so she like, had I was going to go okay. ghost, but I decided not to. You know, okay. That's it, right? It was three days ago, so I'm assuming she was probably either in jail Family okay. emergency, um, had to get called in for work, you know, no, something like that. Because no. that would be why you you re- wait like three like days. Three days? Yeah. No, no, just drunk. Just drunk. <laughs> Which is awesome because you're thinking, I love day drinking as much as the next guy. So I've been there. You know what I mean? But then in my head, I was thinking, well, that's weird. Usually, like, I've been there where I've gotten so drunk, so hungover on Sunday. You respond on Monday. You know what I mean? Okay, fair right? enough. That's like fair game. Well, then Tuesday, I go, wait a second. Maybe she's just writing this because she realizes that I normally put people on blast that, you know, shaft me over the weekend on Tuesdays, <laughs> right? She thinks we tape at 10 a.m. It's now 945. <laughs> awesome apology. Definitely won't talk about it now. I kind of feel bad, you know, da, da, da. But then I realized, wait, no, no. She's playing the sis. She's playing me right now. Oh, my God. Trying to get it so I won't talk about it on the air. So I said, okay, you know what? Cool. Game on. 
I'm talking about it on the air. <laughs> I love. Here's something that people don't. I don't know if that's really what she's thinking, but that's what my crazy brain thinks. This is what blows my mind about you. Every single weekend, you're out with a listener, and I'm like, it's not every oh. single weekend. No, 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 no. I just have a lot of good stories that you know. If I meet someone and they come up to me and they go, "Yo, what's up? Are you?" Like, I think here, I'm also out way more than you. Oh, I, totally. Yeah, please. I'm out my weekend. way, way more than you, okay? If you're out, it's somewhere in the middle of a forest with no one else around. I'm like <laughs> at a bar or a restaurant. I'll see people, okay? And when I see them, I'm usually having a beverage, and my first thing is, hey, you want to have a beverage too? And that's it. Like, I'll make friends with anybody. Okay. People who think I'm mean and shit like that, it's only because they listen to me on the air. When you meet me in public, you realize... I'm pretty, like, I'm a good time. Well, I think it depends on what setting in public. Because yeah, if you meet me when events, I'm out having my own fun, yeah. But if I'm, you know. Yeah, if you're working. If I'm at a Long John Silver's, <laughs> okay, having to do some appearance from, you know, noon to 2 p.m., I may not be in the best of moods. Which, that is what kills me because you're being paid to be on. You're being paid to be pleasant, yet. But I'm like, a real person, Sarah. <laughs> this is why I want people to realize this. I am real. Okay, you could tell when I don't like being somewhere and I'm just getting paid, and you can tell when I'm there for free and I'm having a good time. I'm real. Oh my god! I can't well, turn it off and on like you. I, I mean, this is why I don't get trusted on live TV as frequently. Oh, someday you will though, and it will be amazing because the, the best part is is I don't know why more TV stations don't want you because TV stations swear they want unpredictability, they want drama. No, they don't. They want then they need you because no one switches on a dime faster than you. Oh no, and no one will set someone up just to like knock them down better than me. I mean, this is what I've been doing for years now. I, I tell my parents this, like my like I think this is also the issue. That I sometimes will get in conversation with my friends, and they'll go, dude, this isn't your fucking radio show, okay? And what I'll do is I'll kind of set them up. We'll have them answering questions to me, and I'll have them say something. Like, if they're talking to me serious about something, right? And I'll have them set them up, set them up, set them up. And then at the very end, they've realized they've contradicted themselves. They're like, dude, stop doing that mind shit that you do with Sarah, okay? It's not the same fucking thing. And I was like, oh. What mind stuff are you they doing think I do me? mind games with you. Oh, please. I am sorry. This is also my friend who I asked him to name my blind dog, and he put down Oscar Pistorius. <laughs> so, again, we don't know if he doesn't know who Whatever. Oscar Pistorius is or if he doesn't know what blind means. But regardless, <laughs> it's funny. I like that he thinks that he plays mind shit on me. That's a riot. Yeah. Um... Well, this is. I wanted to ask you this because you know my weekends are a lot more low key. A than lot yours. more low key than mine. Yeah, that was only my Saturday night between like 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. I can't even think the last time I went out and got wasted. I really can't. Maybe the live show on August 13th. No, that was kind of tipsy. I don't know. What did I do? Oh, yesterday. Never mind. That was me yesterday. You were out drinking yesterday. I think. I, I did. It was point. Monday, my friend. Wow. You were out drinking on Monday while oh, I was yeah. grinding at home behind the computer? No, 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 no. I was doing paperwork, and then I went out to meet some friends, and then I went back and did more emails and invoices. Well, two things happened to me over the weekend. One, you know I'm obsessed with documentaries. You know, I'm right now I'm on this documentary TV kick. That's all I watch, okay? You're, you're a 180-degree television <laughs> watcher. It's amazing to me because you will watch the most amazing, inspirational, like, educational documentary that I'm like, wow, Sarah, that's a brilliant documentary. Like, you're into this? And you're like, yeah, I love this. And then you go, boom, 180 degrees, and you're watching Honey Boo Boo and the Real Housewives of, you oh, know. Oh, I do love the Real Housewives. I mean, I didn't want to hate on the Olympics, but I'm so thrilled they're over because I really miss the Housewives. You know, all that was on their NBC stations that are owned, so it was all on hiatus. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I watched the DJ AM documentary on Showtime oh, yes. about his life. Oh, my God. How does Brilliantly it Brilliantly tragic. Tragic. 
so tragic, as you know. I know. And you know what the creepiest part about the whole documentary is, too? It's like all of AM's social media outlets are still up. So, like, the very last tweet that he ever tweeted out, which was like, New York, New York, the city of dreams, Mm -hmm. but not everything is what it seems, still lives. Like, I didn't really, they were just talking about that in in the comments about the documentary, and I'm like... It's actually oddly creepy when someone dies, then they do a show recapping their death, and then you go online, and, like, their whole life is still there. It's just very weird. Uh, yeah. Very weird. That's the most bizarre thing about social media is I've had some friends pass, and, like, the first thing you do is you go to their Facebook page to, like, like, leave something. it's, in time. And it's weird. literally just, like, you're like, oh, my God, you can literally see, like, work, 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 dinner. It's so weird. Yeah. Anyway, the documentary was great. I mean, it was just about how brilliant of a DJ he was. And then sadly, I mean, God, he was sober for 11 years Mm -hmm. when he relapsed after that plane crash. And then the whole plane crash. It was really good. Um, But the other thing I did, and I wanted to know what you thought of this. So I took a yoga class on Sunday. No shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love being centered. And I'm doing a lot of meditation right now. Because, you know, meditating on our next steps, like oftentimes, like, you know, when we're all in our meetings and everything, there's a lot of noise. Mm -hmm. So I have to get silent to realize the path. Does that make sense? Sure. (laughs) Absolutely. I do. I do. So I'm in, you know, I'm. I'm I'm a spiritual man, too, Sarah. And I guess I've done meditation, but I, I don't. It's a one-off thing for me. You know what I mean? It's not one of those, like, everyday things. You don't reap the benefits unless you practice. I meditate pretty much. If you think about it, Sarah, I meditate and so does everyone else daily. Well. It's called sleep. I get out of this class, okay? Mm-hmm. And in the lobby of this uh, yoga studio, there's a giant bowl of mints, Okay. Yeah. Really, the good ones. The lifesaver, like, winter fresh ones, oh. the ones that are really yummy. <laughs> the good ones. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I'm like, oh, you know, everyone's grabbing a mint, you know, on their way out, like a mint. And then this one yogi comes over and she goes two hands in and takes two massive handfuls and puts them in her yoga bag. And like, you know, we were the only two left at the bowl. And I'm, I'm just looking at her like and she like pure amazement because like the management's right there, like the people, the yoga instructors yeah. right there. She goes, I'm so Yeah, I have an issue. They're just so good. And then walks out. And I'm thinking to myself. How, and nobody said a word. And I'm like, how many mints? Is that acceptable? If there's just an open bowl of free candy, can you really just help yourself? Sarah, I'd like you to know that it's actually a scenario just like this one in which the term customer service was invented. <laughs> okay? I thought to myself, there's a 7-Eleven next door to this yoga studio. Yeah, but there, Couldn't she buy her own? But then she'd have to go pay like, you know, five cents for each of them. It was amazing to me. I'm telling you, people, here's the thing. Once they see that it's free, there are people out there, okay? Not everyone, but there are people, and you all know these people, that they hear the word free, and they're just going to take as much as they can, okay? They're never going to use it. They're probably just going to throw it away within three or four days, but they just like the idea of taking something because it's free. The customer service was invented for this reason. We were out doing an event. And this lady, who clearly was never, ever, ever going to listen to our podcast, way out of our demographic, okay, <laughs> oh way God, too old, terrible, right? And she goes, can I get one of those koozies? And I go, no. And Sarah's like, but why? And I was like, no, because you don't listen. Like, there's no way you're out of the demographic. Like, you're here because you see the word free. 
You're not here because you're listening to the podcast. You're not going to help support the cause. You don't even, I doubt you even can like hold a beer. You're so old and frail at this point. You know what I mean? So my answer was <laughs> no. If you'd like, I'll give you a dollar. You can go buy a koozie from the 7-Eleven, but I'm not going to give you one of our promotional ones. That was ones. wild when you said no to her, and she was pissed. And she, she was like, super why is your partner a jerk? Why is he a jerk? And Sarah's like, I'll just give you a koozie. And Sarah <laughs> gave in. And because every time you give in, Sarah... They do it again, and they do it again. You got to tell people no. Someone like that, like that's one. You would have stopped her? If I was you, I would have been at oneness, coming out, all stretched, a little bit sweaty, got that musk on me after a good yoga workout. I see her reach two hands in there. All that feng shui shit's out the fucking door, Sarah. And I'm being like, what the... And I'm going to sit there. I'll either take out my phone and take a picture of her, right? And I'll just, like, use the flash. Not even a good one, but just so she knows that, like, it could be out there at some point. Okay. Or I'll say something straight up. I'll just say something. Well, I feel, I feel like she had an awesome strategy, which she waited until after the yoga had been done. So everyone was in this very zen state. And then she goes in for two handfuls. I've never seen that. I mean, I've seen people, like... You know, take a small handful or whatever. But two giant handfuls and load your bag. I was like, this is a new... God, people amaze me. Because you let amazing. people get away with that. You have to say it something. It was in my yoga studio. I par, don't know. Par example, okay? Par example, Saturday night, I end up going out for a beverage when I got stood up, right? I'm there. My buddy's the bartender there, right? Super busy bar. He comes and gives me a drink. And this guy comes up. Waving his arms, being an asshole, doing the, you know, waving his arms, snapping his fingers, waving his credit card, shit that nobody likes, right? Then finally over here and go, dude, this bartender is a fucking dick, man. How come he's not serving me? And I look over, I go, because you're waving your card, you're snapping your fingers, and you're acting like an asshole. No one is going to serve you. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm sure that. Did you get in a fight with this guy? No. And he just looked at me. He goes, what? And I was like, seriously, look at this. Put your hand down. Be polite, make eye contact, and he'll come on over and take care of you. But you're waving your hand. They're always going to ignore you, man. You're being an asshole. He needed to be told that, Sarah, because he thought that's how you did it, right? He finally put his hand down because what's he going to do? Like, no. at this, like, I think also with how short I am, people are amazed that I would actually say something like that. So they think I know jujitsu or some other shit <laughs> that I really don't know. There's no way. Because there's no way a guy this short would talk so much shit. But I do. And he sat there, put his hand down, waited. The bartender was like, hey, what's up, man? What can I get you? And I just looked at him and I smiled because I knew I'd won. His mind had been defeated. And that's it. And he had to know. So I guarantee you next time he goes out, he's not going to be waving his hand, snapping his fingers, and waving his credit card. Oh, my God. It was epic. I, you got to tell anyway. her next time. I will. Um, a couple of stories that were click-worthy over the weekend that I want your opinion on. Mm. Um, how do you feel about this? The Cincinnati Zoo is saying that the memes of Harambe, the gorilla, you, you remember the gorilla that was shot dead after the little boy fell into the Cincinnati Zoo gorilla exhibit and then Harambe dragged him around? Yep. R.I.P. Harambe. <laughs> Did you just kiss your fingers and point him to the sky? Yeah, that's what you do. Well, how do you feel about this? The Cincinnati Zoo says that the ongoing Harambe memes that are online that are supposed to be jokes are absolutely offensive to a lot of the zookeepers and the staff that works there and that they're still grieving Harambe and they feel that the memes are insensitive. Do you think the memes are? Um. Yeah, because you're you think, do well, get over it. No, okay, go it's on. not even about the being insensitive. I just think that a lot of times the memes. They're not used to actually represent a gorilla. They represent a lot of racial things a lot of times, and that's what I don't agree with. Really? Okay, wait. Yeah, there's a lot of racist undertones in a lot of these memes, Sarah, that I just don't – like, I'm never going to approve of. I'm never going to agree with. Okay, because I want to see where those are. I don't don't see a lot of them except for – 
So, anyways, that's my issue. But I mean, if it's a, like it's whatever. If anything, you guys should be talking about Coco the Gorilla. Uh, hello, he played bass with Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers over the weekend. How is that not cool as shit? Like that's a gorilla I want to hear about. I did see that video. Yeah. Well, um, some of the ones have a picture of Harambe holding a gun, says Caesar pulling up to the Cincinnati Zoo, and there's other guns. Um, things I couldn't wait to jump into as a kid, and then it's a picture of Harambe in the containment. Um, a, yeah, look at this. Like a bouncy house. All these. See, I don't think these are... Look, I feel like the zoo, get over it. Put out your own, like, people are upset about this. It's a um, a dodge. Yeah, the zoo should put out their own meme about stupid kids. That's what they should do. Get even. Don't you bring yo ass in here. And then this is the Harambe one. Great. Awesome. Okay. I don't think these, I think these are fucking hysterical. Okay. Now, here's my only issue is how many pictures of gorillas are they showing that aren't actually Harambe? Because you've seen, you've shown me three different gorillas so far. People don't even know like that. When the praise team sings, total that's not praise even it. a gorilla. That's a chimpanzee, Sarah. That's the wrong. Like that's the that's the, that's completely inaccurate. I now. just think the zoo is so ridiculous. I honestly do. I, you can send your hate mail. I'm sure people disagree with me, but, but I think get it, over it. It must be tough. Like you know, you're so well educated. You work on education. You work to better the world. You know, and the animals and the lives of the animals and the lives of people out there. And you got some asshole, you know, who's, you know, who's barely doing anything. These are so bad. He can barely spell. He doesn't even know what a chimpanzee or a gorilla is. And he's there making a meme that's getting way more likes and views than anything that you ever posted. Like, I would be infuriated, too. You're going to be a little bit jealous. Think about all the hard work they do, Sarah. They're going to get trolled so And these now. memes have become more valuable than the research they've done. When you hear the zookeeper cock his gun, and then it's like Harambe's face, like... Oh, great. And they have the... They have the meme face on there. Nice. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's just... These could go on and on. Anyway, You're going to get a lot of hate, by the way. Uh, look, my thing is this. I think when... There's a difference between online bullying for kids, for like kids, and I'm talking people 18 and under, right? And that are not celebrities. Online bullying for dead gorillas and because on, they don't have internet access. And then online bullying for people that are above that age and businesses and companies. Okay, I think that the Cincinnati Zoo makes themselves look like idiots when they come out and go, "Please stop with the Harambe memes. They're really we're still grieving." The reality is, I'm sorry. Put out your own meme countering that. To some extent, there is some comedic. Th- Things in death. Yeah, but like, they're taking away it. so much good. Like, it's almost like that Nabisco Keebler thing that's going on right now. You know what I'm talking about? No. How Donald Trump has been mentioning that Nabisco moved jobs to Mexico, right? Okay. So people are writing on Nabisco's wall, being like, we're never going to eat your product again. Oreos aren't American. Like, look at this. Now that these Oreos are made in Mexico, there's not enough filling. Like, crazy shit, right? But people on the internet are so fucking stupid. They're also writing the same shit on Keebler's wall, which, by the way, is a completely different company. It's a competing company. And they're like, we're never eating this again. So I think sometimes you have people that because when people are angry or when people think they're being funny and no one is laughing and no one's being angry with them, they throw it all on the Internet. Right? I don't disagree with that. So this is just stupidity in a different form. Whether it's hatred or whether it's this, it's still stupidity in a different form. And it's going against the good that these people are actually doing. 
it's you know never what I mean? going against the good. It's like it's a bunch of You're people a, who circulate they make the Harambe mo- thing, and they're not going to donate or not donate or not come or come to the Cincinnati Zoo. And if anything, really? the sad part is this is probably the shooting of Harambe has probably increased the Cincinnati Zoo's people no, through there. Absolutely. No. You are out of your mind, Sarah. Okay, hold on. Do you know Absolutely. how zoos make a majority of their funding? They have fundraisers, galas, events like that. Yeah. Are you telling me that I'm going to sit there and be willing to donate money to a zoo when they are the laughing stock of every other zoo out there, of every national media outlet? No. I'm going to sit there and donate my money elsewhere. Outside I think of you're DC, missing. zoos charge admission. All right, okay, so here. That admission is going up. Okay, boom. Hypothetically speaking, okay, DC Zoo. We're known for the pandas, right? We got our beautiful pandas, okay? Yeah. All of a sudden... The DC Zoo shoots a panda, all right? Point blank and the panda dies. Okay, Sarah, don't laugh because you're going to make me laugh too, all right? You're sitting there, okay? We do a lot of charity events for them. You do some, are you telling me that you're going to sit there and agree to host an event for them for free to make them money? Yeah. Knowing they just killed a panda and the outcry that it's going to be? Why? No, the panda you're not going to eat the you're kid. You're not going to. You're so, that's such a bad analogy. They're not just shooting the panda because okay. they, it was a situation where this kid could have right. died. Fine. A drunk bro from George Washington University yeah. falls in. Okay? okay. The panda. They've got to shoot the panda. They that's shoot the, the reality. panda because this kid, all right? Now, you're telling me, and you're going to still show up there, and you're still going to donate, you're still going to come to the charity? Yes. Sarah, you're going to think twice about it it's because like, of all the bad press. Stuff, oh, my That's God. That's horrible. And they, they just need to let it die, but unfortunately, people aren't letting it die. Like, it's already bad enough as it is, you know? It's horrific enough as it is. Oh, my God. But you know what? Here's the thing. Cincinnati Zoo, I have news for you. Hire the Parks and Rec Department in New York City who put out the statement on the Donald Trump nude statue that was in Union Square where they basically said, unfortunately, you know, we have to take down a statue no matter how small. The you erection know, is? The erection is. So there you go. Genius. You know how you want to counter it? And not a soul is talking about Parks and Rec. But if Parks and Rec had come out there and put a little towel on it and and then said, oh, you know, this is terrible, people would be memeing the shit out of them. Really? Yes, so you're telling me. suck with social media. That's that absolutely if it. If they sat there and they had like a Harambe joke, people would say what? Like... People would just be like, oh, wow, that's great of you guys, man. That's fantastic. No, I think that they should come out with something, basically countering the memes with a meme of their own, right? Mm-hmm. They should. Honestly, they would embrace, they should embrace it. They should open up some sort of, you know how like you have those, um, when you're at like a, an amusement park or you're at the fair and you've got the water guns and you like shoot the target and whoever's like animal goes up first, they should do a Harambe gun, water gun race. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's what I would do if I ran the zoo. I would have a Harambe water gun race and I would embrace it for a while. Oh my god. And then everybody can move on. You got it. you have to. You have to do stuff like that because then it makes everybody else comfortable. So you would literally sit there. You it'd be like a carnival, right? Where yes. they have that one guy right who's in padded. Exhibit. He'd be in he'd be in a padded suit, but he'd put on a, a gorilla suit, right? He'd be running back and forth, and then you, with a gun, would have to sit there and shoot him before he knocked over little kids with a with a paintball gun. Is that what you're like? Is that what okay. you're insinuating here? You know, scratch that, scratch that. Because that's what it sounds like. And scratch that. I would do a safety. I would do a safety, a live action safety um, 
play, if you will, at mm. the Cincinnati Zoo with Harambe in remembering him and what you should not do around animals, which is fall in the, the enclosure. That's what I would do. And oh, then again, So you would do a live viral. action play of Harambe <laughs> sitting there. And then at the end, what? When they show him and the kid goes in there, how does that end, Sarah? <laughs> or do they just cut the movie before that part they happens? They cut the movie before that. They cut that before that day happens. It's like... And by the way, it's not Harambe. It would be Harambe spirit. So the gorilla would have almost like an aura around him. So you know that it was Harambe spirit. So it's the movie Ghosts, but with Harambe. <laughs> yes! So Harambe yes! would be Patrick Swayze. Yes. And he's going to, what, stand behind the little kid in art class and help him make a pot one day? Sarah, this isn't going to work for them. How was that working? Cincinnati Zoo called it's me. Almost anyway, as I, I'm, I could go on about this story because we're obviously going to, I can't agree with you. You should not, Sarah, at this point, why don't you just do a whack-a-mole, but you don't know if it's a kid or a Harambe that's going to pop up. Make sure to only whack the Harambes, otherwise you lose. There you go. Again, you could embrace it like that. That might be like a little much. Like I said, a live action play would be good. A live action play featuring, what's Patrick Swayze's brother that looks like him? I don't remember. You know what I'm talking about? No. Um, I have two other stories, though, I want to talk about before we talk about our Trump Kickstarter and also the riddle that oh, you want to God. tell me. Um, Brendan Dassey, as you know, we talked about this. Uh, his conviction was overturned, and now he's got less than, oh, my God, he's probably getting down to 60 days that he'll be released from jail unless the state decides to take additional um, charges or try and retry the case. But now there's a change.org petition to get Brendan Dassey a lifetime pass and send him to WrestleMania. Will you donate to that? That's fantastic. All right, I'm <laughs> taking my money out of the Trump fund right now. I'm Artie sorry. has, don't you dare. Already has 916 supporters. Uh, 84 are needed to reach the 1,000 uh, supporter goal. It does not say, though, how much money you're going to have to donate. I believe it's about $30 for Brendan Dassey's unjust conviction to be overturned. And the petition, oh, sorry, they're just looking for signatures. So you can sign. No money is needed yet. Because they're okay. going to take the petition to the WWE and see if the WWE will give him a lifetime pass to WrestleMania. How about not a lifetime, but give him a ticket? You know what I mean? Give him a, a pair of tickets, a flight out there for one, maybe. I just don't know because you also don't, like, yes, if they're wrongfully convicted, absolutely understood, but, you know. Poor guy. I mean, that was Poor his guy, dream. Yeah. Like, eight years ago, that guy was going to WrestleMania right before being thrown in jail for the past, like, nine years. Yeah. Uh, do you care that Nick Cannon has now enrolled in Howard University in Washington, D.C.? Says he's going to be taking fall classes to work towards his degree and will be flying back and forth? I've already Anyone gotten, cared about that? I've already gotten info from people there. Been like, yeah, he's been there. He showed up to class. Really? Um, he, but he only, like, flies in, does his class, then he flies back out. That's what they're saying. He's supposed to be in the graduating class of 2020. He's a full-time student. But fly, you're right. I think he flies in and flies out. A lot out of online classes. classes, I'm assuming. He posted a thing of him, like, on a plane being like, my new school bus. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I just get excited because I'm like, maybe he'll take an extra hour and be on our show. Oh, you should find out. I will, I will, I will. I love them in Drumline. Uh, also, yesterday, you know, we don't have a podcast on. I know people were making that reference. I don't think I've ever seen that movie, though. I haven't. Hashtag Sarah So White. Next one. <laughs> This is so light, too. We were, we don't have a podcast on Monday, but yesterday was a huge day. Do you know what yesterday was? The day that NBC announced that millennials ruined the Olympics? <laughs> that was a great story. Oh, my God. That also happened yesterday, but no, what was your story? we got to talk about that tomorrow, seriously. Yeah. Will you make a note? That story is so good. I wrote it down. Uh, yesterday was the 10th anniversary of Paris Hilton's 2006 album titled Paris, if you can believe it. She tweeted out yesterday, thanks for all the love and support over the years. Ten years ago, uh, Paris, the album, was out. 
And if you remember, songs from that album came Stars Are Blind and Turn It Up. And of course, you know, Wait, for the what? Mo- no, everyone only knows this. Stars Are Blind. Remember this song? So white. You can tell the song's 10 years old. It's the shitty quality. Remember when they first played it for us and everyone tried to convince us they wouldn't tell us who the actual artist was because they didn't want us to hate on it and they'd play it for you in secret at the radio station? Which, isn't that a penis reference? I don't know, but I actually used to love that song. I actually downloaded that. I'm not gonna. I'm not lying to you. I paid the 99 cents for that. Don't you remember? I remember like maybe you were already gone at that time, but like when they were first like uh, trying to sell the song to get played at radio stations, right? There's a record rep that shows up weekly at radio stations. They pitch a bunch of new music. Here's new this. Here's this. This song's getting bigger, right? Well, when they played this song, they refused to tell us who it was. They well, refused to tell us who it was. And they would play, like, no, what do you guys think? Is it good? Would you guys want to air this? Is it a good song? In my head, I was like, oh, it must be like uh, like Gwen Stefani's doing a really shitty cover of herself. And then, like, they go and they, like, they'd wait till everyone agreed to like it. They go, it's Paris Hilton, huh? Really? But, yeah, but I remember it would just being like, it was, it was a good song. It was good. Well, believe it or not, the interesting part about this story is they took a look at reviews of Paris's album, Paris, 10 years ago, and surprisingly, it didn't get terrible reviews. No. Um, from Slant Magazine, what's most surprising about Paris's album, and again, this re- review was 10 years ago, is that it's really not all that bad. Released by any other AHAM artist, it would likely earn better notices than recent albums by the likes of Lindsay Lohan, Hilary Duff, or Ashley Simpson. So they ranked it higher than that. Um, She sings like a woman who has heard of something called singing. That was a review from The Guardian. Can't be sure of exactly what it might entail, but it's fairly certain you do something a bit like this. She sounds both distracted and bored at times, but other parts of the album seem like she's actually a serious artist. I didn't even realize that 10 years ago it got decent reviews. Dude, it was, that song was like the summer jam. Remember it that? Was. Stars are blind. Yeah, really dude. They played that. All, I mean, granted, it's what, August? So maybe late summer jam. But still, it was a jam. I love it. Even if the gods are crazy. Anyway. Great. We just lost 17 more <laughs> listeners. Excellent. Hit me with this riddle. You told me over the weekend, you're like, I've got a riddle for you that that is going to determine if you're sexist, which clearly, you know, I'm all for, like I said, I love women that love women. Uh I'm all about vagina power. Uh I enjoy men that love women. We support you. But. Okay. I think you're a sexist. How? Okay. I want you to answer this riddle for me. All right. Three doctors said that Robert was their brother. Robert said he had no brothers. Who is lying? Wait, say it again. Okay. Three doctors said that Robert was their brother. Robert said he had no brothers. Who is lying? I think that they're stepbrothers. They're three stepbrothers. Because he doesn't technically have a biological brother. Mm-hmm. No. Um, you are sexist, Sarah. <laughs> what? You are sexist. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe and, and, that they're... And you can't be stepbrothers. That would still be the same thing. They still call themselves brothers. So three doctors said that Robert was their brother... Robert said he had no brothers. But these are always, I hate these riddles, because it's always something super simple, like, you know. Okay, but you're going to say it's impossible. They were Robert's cousins or something. So who is lying? But you have to tell me which one is lying. Three doctors said that Robert was their brother. Robert said he had no brothers. Who is lying? Is it the doctors or is it Robert, Sarah? 
Um, it's the doctors. Okay, and why? Because Robert can't be... Robert's... Um, but I don't know. I actually didn't... And I don't see, know the And answer. this is what I'm trying to say, right? And this is what we talk about, right? I think with the Olympics, they've been trying to harp on this a lot, too. It's that subtle sexism that you don't even realize that you're doing... But you're initially trying to go through all these crazy scenarios of maybe they're stepbrothers, right, that's maybe what there I was a divorce, too. maybe right. they were long lost cousins, something like this. No, 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 they Sarah. They didn't know they were related. They, they were didn't separated. know they were. No, Sarah. Okay, the doctors are his sisters. Okay, so neither of them are actually lying. All right, he has three sisters, and he is there by himself. Got so it. So his the three doctors, you know, technically he is their brother. Oh my god! Okay, now I completely get it. So, um, three, three doctors, doctors said that Robert was their brother. Robert said he had no brothers. Who was lying? The answer is neither of them, Sarah. Okay, they were sisters. Okay, but fine, but it's the a doctors riddle. Were his sisters. It doesn't mean you're sexist. That's hard for anyone to that's, figure that no, out. No, that's like a t- look. If you're sitting there, and the first thing you go for is you try to find some crazy absolute because in your mind it's actually and think about it. This is what's in a lot of people's minds, which is really horrible when you think about it. How we've kind of been, you know, almost you know pedigree to to think this way is that you would rather think of some crazy scenario when everything else than for you to fathom that three women could be a doctors in a family. That's you know what I mean? True. But like that's what but that's what it is. That's what people are saying. That's what it kind of is, you know, leading on to. I'm not saying you in general. Clearly you can believe that. But have you ever thought about sometimes the way you say things? Sometimes da da da. I feel like I'm very conscious of it. I think more than anything, I'm probably not that great at riddles. But I don't think that I'm sexist. I don't think that's the determinant. Well, Sarah, this riddle tells me differently. Okay, how does it know? I'm a feminist now. How does that feel? Well, you've always been a feminist. I think that's true. I have been, yeah. If you got that answer right off the bat, will you tweet us at HeyFrage, at the Sammy K, S-A-M-Y-K. Follow us on social media, Instagram, Snapchat, we're on all of it. Or hey if Frage anything, show. if you don't like one of your coworkers, want to get him in trouble, give him that riddle, and then go to HR and call him sexist. <laughs> Boom. You can't do that. If you actually got that, though, I would love to hear people who instantly knew that, at HeyFrage, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E. Um, okay. Last Thursday, when we ended the show, we said, hey, we've started a GoFundMe mm-hmm. for Trump Hotel Suite. It's this ridiculous hotel suite that, that's ridiculous, ridiculous. 6,300 square feet. It's like got a, a gym. It's got a 20-person dining room table, right? Two bedrooms. Yeah. Private entrance, Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, D.C. Uh-huh. And 6,300 square feet. How many people do you think you can fit in that kind of a space? I have no idea, but I can probably Google it. Well, it's supposedly the largest presidential suite ever, right, in any hotel, okay? And it's here at Trump Hotel. So at our live show, we had said to the audience, we're going to come up with this GoFundMe, and we're going to throw this absolutely insane party there, okay, with a live petting zoo and a wall and immigrants and um, a porn star, Maryland's number one male porn star is going to be there, a DJ, this whole thing, okay? Mm-hmm. And sometimes people are like, well, why do you want to benefit Trump? Okay, look, first of all, if you're a Trump supporter, we want you there. Because on election night, November 4th, is it November 4th or November 2nd? Oh, my God. I don't even remember. That's <clears throat> in the description. Whatever. So if you support Trump, fine, come. I don't care. That's why we, we're in this country, all right? Maybe he'll win. Maybe you can tell us we're right, all right? Holy shit. 6,300 or 63,000? 6,300 Okay, that makes way more sense, I was going to say. And then sometimes... Still, man, we could have, like, if we're just doing a standing cocktail party, we're talking about 780. 
780 people, perfect, because I expect about 1,000 people, all right? Here's the thing. The only way you're going to get into this party is if you donate. So whether you donate $5,000, which, by the way, that gets you your own private bedroom, or $5, that's how you're guaranteed. Because a lot of people are saying to me, I'm going to come to the party. And I'm like, you might be able to, but the truth is, if you don't donate, you're not going to be on the list, okay? And a lot of people go, why should I donate money? All right, this is what I equate it to. Sometimes there's things about Chick-fil-A you don't like, okay? They hate gays. They don't want to be open on Sunday. Mm-hmm. All right? But there are just moments where you've got to break down. They only give you the, one sauce. Only one sauce. But sometimes the chicken is so good. You say to yourself, just this one time. I'll just this one time support Chick-fil-A. Just this one time I'm going to eat your delicious hate-filled sandwich. Much like that, that is exactly what this Trump Hotel suite is. There's just those moments where you have to go and party in that suite and look around at that moment where there's a chicken shitting on Trump's gold carpet. And you've got to go, wow, holy fuck, this, this is happening. And this was worth it. I'm so glad I donated $50. By the way, this is already a success. We are just shy of $1,000 already. And awesome. this campaign is has only been up for like, for like four days. Yeah. And it's like, it's going to be on election day, right? So Tuesday, November 8th. Correct. Tuesday, okay. November 8th, that night, make your plans, donate. GoFundMe.com backslash election night party, okay? It's all over our social media, so if you if you follow us, you've already seen it. Um, but it is going to be amazing, and we want you there, and that's why you should donate. And to anyone out there who, you know, for some reason you sit at home or maybe you, you, you think that, wow, these guys are stupid. They probably haven't thought of this completely. We'd like you to know we've thought about this completely. We've had other people work with us and think about it as well. So any of your crazy conspiracy theories, we understand where they're coming from, but they're not going to happen. Yeah, Relax. The, exactly. Come and have a good time. Jump over our wall. I'm going to sit there. I'm not going to shave for a few months beforehand. <laughs> You're going to be deported. I'm going to bring my Tunisian passport and let people sit there and walk around with it. It's going to be fun. Um, I wanted to give some shout-outs to people that have donated. Amanda Young, $50. Thank you so much. Trip Person, $25. An Anonymous, $20. Julie Rager. Oh, my God. I hope I'm saying that right. R-A-G-E-R. Or Rager, you Rager. mean? Rager. Like, like Rager. the Rager that we're throwing? <laughs> Sorry. Julie Rager. Come hang out at our Trump Rager. It's going to be huge. <laughs> We're going to rag all night long. Julie Rager, $500. Erica Hutko, $40. Alicia Kenilworth. Are you sure people even want you to put their full names on there, Sarah? Like, are you, did you, like, you're well, just wait, listing off these people that are, you know, donating. <laughs> but yet, how do you know they don't want, like, you know. Because you can have the option of remaining anonymous or your name shows up. Yeah, okay. So I'm assuming. I know. All right, well, then scratch that. Erase those people. Okay. Erase them. They're already there, Sarah. You guys are living through it. I just think we look at but think about it. You guys saved another 30 names. So spread the word. Share this GoFundMe. Get involved. And you better donate now because uh, the GoFundMe is going to be open through October. And, um, you know, we're going to call the Trump suite and reserve it once we get to about $10,000. So we've got, I'm sure they're going to want to deposit. So I'm thinking around 10K. Are you going to let Amarosa in if she tries to show up? No, she owes me money. <laughs> no, she's actually not allowed. I'll get to that story later. Um, anyway. Today starts a new segment for us. We're not sure the name. You can help us. Sarah at HeyFrage.com. The Menage Inspiration. Menage Inspiration. S-A-R-A-H at HeyFrage.com. Or I kind of like three sides. Three sides to every story? Three sides to every story. So um, 
A little background real quick, and then my brother's on. Um, something that's been going on in my family for the past two years is my brother has my adorable nine-year-old niece, and he has been involved in a custody um, dispute with her mother and trying to get full custody of my niece, which he was awarded back in, I believe, December. Mm-hmm. So taking a look at this journey that my family's been on has been really difficult. At t- it's been a financial burden. At times, it's like, are we doing the right thing? So it really sparked for Sammy and me. We wanted to take a look at single dads. How do you do it? How do you get custody? Are more single dads getting custody in this country? So there's three parts. One will be my brother's story today. The second will be his attorney who won him uh, primary custody of my nine-year-old niece, and she actually moved from the state of Massachusetts to the state of Maine. And then on Thursday, we're going to have a gentleman on who was raised, he and his three sisters were raised primarily by their father. And how did that work out? Was it a good experience, or does he feel like you know, a lot of things went wrong in his life. And if his mom had had primary custody, it would have been better. So uh, my brother, Seth Frazier, is on right now. And you can always email us your feedback and please leave a review on iTunes for Hey Frazier Podcast. What do you think if you call it the orgy of truth? No, I think that people want... Okay, all right. Well, we'll let's play this clip. We'll figure out a name later. Exactly. I am excited about this, Sammy. My brother, Seth Frazier, is on our podcast today. And Seth has won custody, uh, primary custody, of my nine-year-old niece, which, of course, over the past two years has been a big discussion in my household Uh in Maine. But something that we didn't want to share publicly until now. And it happened, actually, Seth, when did you get the news? When did we get the news that that Kimber was going to be moving with you and you would be primary custodian? So I learned that in uh, November of last year. We, uh, our, our portion of the trial got done oh, in mid-July, and uh, we didn't hear anything. So we, the decision was finally made in uh, mid-November. So tell us how this whole thing came about. How did you, how did you get this, this ball rolling and then decide to go for primary custody of your daughter? Uh, well, you know, it's funny how that works. Uh, I, I really did not intend to do this. So uh, what happened was one day I received a notice that said, you know, I, I had a uh, I had child support that I had to pay. So and I had to show up in court down in Massachusetts. And uh, so I did. And when I got down there, uh, you know, I was kind of ambushed. A whole bunch of things were brought out, and I just said, "Listen, you know, I need to have an attorney. I can't make this uh, can't make this decision without an attorney." So I got an attorney, and this ball off, and it started rolling, and it kind of it really snowballed quickly. So it went from something as simple as paying child support, which I was very open to do, but again, you know, there was a whole bunch of other issues that were rolled into this. Um, and then it, it literally turned into this full-blown custody battle. And, uh, you know, that, that started, too, because part of this process, you know, on in a healthy uh, father-mother separated uh, relationship, you know, raising a kid, you, you have to allow each parent to visit the child and have their their time and ability to help influence the child's life right and that wasn't happening so that that really is what kicked it off because you know the judge put in place not just a a child support order but a a visitation schedule and uh you know the other side 
uh, completely chose not to follow up. And, you know, even with police escorting me to their home and the judge on several different occasions saying, you know, you have to allow the father of the child to have visitation. Right. And right. she just wouldn't. Yeah. So you you get an attorney. I remember this process. We we get an attorney, and and you're, the attorney they're the ones that actually suggested to you, hey, let's go all the way. Let's let's ask for primary custody be, to be awarded to you. Right? That's kind of how that happened. No, no, actually, it happened like this. So, um, you know, I get that order, call the uh, attorneys, and say, hey, listen, here's my situation. Um, what do I do? And they said, well, we'll go in, you know, forget about the child support because you're just going to have to pay. They have a guideline, they run it, and that's what you pay. So we'll get you a fair, fair amount of visitation. And uh, I said, geez, that's all you can do? And they're like, yeah, you know, this is a pretty cut and dry situation. So I thought, all right, great. So we went in, but within... I think a week of having that conversation, maybe even less. You, you actually read the text. We got a text that, you know, just wished, yeah, just horrible harm on mom, saying, "Hope you know she dies of cancer, and she can go to hell, and I can go to hell, and we're all liars, and we're like the most horrible people." And my attorneys, tune just completely changed, and they were like, "Oh my God, this woman." should not have custody or you know that that at least prompt some sort of investigation is this you know yeah the, i remember the that best choice for the child to, to raise well i want to know because you have been raising your daughter now for you know like she's been living with you permanently for a few months now for a while now what has been almost like i guess the toughest hurdle for you to get over now that she is home with you Ah, that's a great question. So there's actually a bunch of hurdles. I mean, uh, one of the biggest ones is just really establishing our relationship. Is that, you know, it's starting off on really rocky grounds. Because, you know, of course, in a child's eyes, and I'm sure I would be the same way, you know, it's as if I, I took our daughter from her mother. Mm-hmm. She had mm. lived with her mother for eight years. Permanently, yeah. you know, full-time lived down there and establish that relationship and what kind of makes this case unique too is that you know not only did they take primary so i have everything i have sole legal primary custody so i have all you know all decision making rights no i do you know include vanessa whenever she'll actually participate um but anyhow uh you know they they took her from eight years from being with her mother to send her up with me. Plus, they actually took her out of the state that she resided in, which was Massachusetts, and relocated her to Maine. So those scenarios don't typically happen. Yeah. So that, that's a huge decision for them to make. And uh, But, you know, to get back to your question, I mean, that, that certainly is one of the biggest challenges. Is she always sees it as if I was the one that did this, when really I, I didn't want to do this at all. I just wanted to have my time with her and I wanted to be able to participate in her life and you know to tell you the truth if you look you can you know read the notes Sarah has them you know I this really was her 
right? It was the mother. I was going to say some things to kind of give people some context during the trial, the four months that the trial was going on. You won some unprecedented things, and tomorrow, the, the part two of this series is actually your attorney is going to be on to talk about those things. Um, a couple last questions for you, Seth. It's been a big financial burden. How much money and how have you been able to do this financially? Because I think a lot of dads and parents out there probably want to know that, and, and to, if they can take these steps. Well, it's a serious financial commitment. I mean, so far, my bill is, you know, what I, I've paid $100,000. Um, I currently have about $70,000 that I still owe. Mm. Um, so, you know, it, it's a, probably going to be a $200,000 endeavor. But, you know, it comes down to that question of, you know, how likely, well, not how likely, but you know, what, what's more important, having a bunch of money or, you know, taking care of a child? And, and that really was, I was posed to that question often, you know, what do I do? Because I knew it was going to be a huge financial commitment. And, uh, you well, know, I don't think anyone I decided... And I don't think anyone's disagreeing with your answer, man, and what your choice was. Yes. So. Um, last question for you, Seth. Would you recommend other dads go for it? Like you said, make the financial sacrifice. It was an incredible amount of time. Your work was very good and flexible. Overall, was it worth it? It was. I, I would definitely, I would recommend it. And actually, you guys can uh, do your own research. But statistically, if I could speak right here, Men who seek custody and follow it through are more likely to get it. Wow. But most people don't because of the financial commitment. Because, again, you know, it's $200,000. You yeah, know, you've made a huge sacrifice. Again, our, our case or my case was certainly an exception because, you know, the other side of the party was found in contempt at least five times. Um, yeah. You know, they blatantly, again, you can look at the case notes. There's sworn affidavits that were uh, false and you know the, the courts found out so there was a lot of a lot of things, things in your that didn't yeah. have to happen that happened and it, you know it certainly extended the trials and caused us to have to go to court multiple times and you know, purposeful delays during the trial. So, and we're going to hear you know, more. It, we're going to hear more about that tomorrow from your attorney Ed Dombrowski, who's who's going to be on the podcast. Seth, I, um, you know, of course, I adore you. I love you. You're an amazing brother and a great father. Um, I'm really grateful we both are that you shared this story, and I think a lot of other parents are going to want to um, maybe reach out to you. Are you comfortable? Do you want to give out an email address where people can email you if they have any questions, or would you not? And if you don't want to, I can edit this part. We can edit this part out. No, absolutely. I would be glad to share, uh, you know, what wisdom I have, which is little. I mean, you know, really, it's Ed. I mean, my part, just to kind of, you know, give a person a prep if they're going to email me. Okay. I just, I did what my attorney told me. What's you know, your email? Said, what's the best email address to reach you? Uh, Seth, S-E-T-H. Yep. Not Frazier. Yep. F-R-A-S-E-R at hotmail.com. Awesome. Seth? We love you. Tomorrow on the show, your attorney. Thank you, Seth. This story. Excellent. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Seven